Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome to Bobo's Block. This is your first time joining us. Thank you for checking in with this block party that we have every time I step behind the mic. And if this is your 45th, 46th, 47th time showing up with us, what up, dog? It is good to see you, man. I'm glad to have you back for another week, another round of everything. Um, So let's go ahead and hop into it i firstly want to go ahead and say that this episode of bobble's block is solely sponsored by my patreon patreon is where you can do the most good and the best help for bobble's block that is our bread and butter that is where we do um all the things and i help keep the lights on here at wonderground media studio so we are really in the thick of it right now um if you guys have been keeping up with a lot of posts i've been making i have put out <laughs> put out a new show which you heard last week i have done a episode for kicking it the patreon exclusive podcast and i did a bonus episode for you guys all on my patreon so you guys can go check those out and also if you want to check out last week's episode of kicking um kicking it and you want to check out last week's episode of money for rocks that's on here and kicking it will be on the patreon i, I had a brain fart it's fine y'all but um yeah <sighs> Let's get into the update. That's where we're going to start. I did three fucking shows. <laughs> I did three shows last week, man. Um, Yo, uh, I don't know why. I just had it all in me. And I just wanted to talk about it. But yeah, Money for Rocks is, is a thing now. Money for Rocks is my poetry podcast that is going to be following my book um, or the making of my book. Hopefully, I will be able to have the book out soon so you guys can buy it or or get it through the patreon or however um but yeah i'm gonna be on my on my poetry bag over there i haven't um i haven't done a poetry podcast before and it's the first time so i wanted to get it out of the way for me and i wanted to actually just do it um so that has been a dope experience i have decided that will be monthly that will be monthly um so at the beginning of each month there will be a new episode of money for rocks the poetry podcast uh, um so yeah next up was kicking it i just had a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of feelings and thoughts in my head man so go check that out if you you get a chance if you sign up for the patreon there are different levels all the levels will give you access to kicking it um and as well the bonus episode bonus episode i talked about gunpowder milkshake my god if you don't know go ahead and listen to that episode it is an amazing movie that is coming out in July. You guys will not be disappointed. I gush over that movie for like 21 minutes. So, yeah, go ahead and check out Gunpowder Milkshakes um, bonus episode. It's called I Ordered the Milkshake. So, yeah, that is on my Patreon. That's where all my bonus episodes lived. And if you want to join my Patreon, go ahead and check out patreon.com forward slash Bobbo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. And, yeah. Drop me some ducats, man. Um, <laughs> so, also, what else is up in the update? So, I have a few things coming up for Bobby Ledger. Um, we have the show coming up at Team Visions Dojo, Pro Pro Wrestling Visions. Um, that will be this Thursday. You can check out the Twitch below. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to be in action, so you guys definitely don't want to miss it. I know for sure my tag partner, the Dashing Cam, will be taking on... Coda, Coda Cosby. I don't know that, that guy from um from Wisconsin or wherever he's from. He's from a mountain mountain state, you know. Um, but yeah, him and him and Cam have a rematch, so that's going to be very interesting to see. So um, stay tuned for that. And also on the twenty sixth, I have a show down in Stark, um, Stark, Florida, and you guys can come out and check me out there. I will be hitting the ring so um if there are any more shows that pop up i will definitely go ahead and keep you guys informed and let you know ahead of time so you can get tickets or catch um catch the streams and stuff okay <sighs> oh almost got to give you guys an update on the comic book show that i'm going to be starting um so back on my pull list is still a go i wanted to start it up um last week but we ran into some technical issues but i also um found out it's a couple bit more a bit a couple bit more of equipment that i need so that definitely will be coming soon hopefully i'll be streaming that probably fridays um fridays probably around like seven o'clock or so but that'll be on my youtube that will be at um the friendly neighborhood nerd babo and i will definitely get you guys a link for that patrons will have an exclusive stream for that for themselves so definitely want to get get in on the ground floor hopefully um 
So yeah, man, I am excited for all the stuff that I am doing, all the things that I am trying to accomplish. So I hope you guys are ready for a lot more content because I'm going to be busy. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into a couple more things. I don't think I have anything else to plug. I don't feel like I have any other updates for you guys. So let's go ahead and get into Around, Around the, the Net. net, net, net. So, this week's Around the Net is, whew, it's a long one, because I had that week off of giving you money for rocks. I don't even think that was a week off. Like, I think just a lot of stuff happened, because, like, I'm looking at these dates, and I'm like, it's not, it's not even, like, a week old for this stuff. So, let's let's go ahead and start talking about a few things. So, firstly, this is the thing that's been going on for a minute. Um, I don't think anybody's really paid attention to it so amazon is actually looking to take over mgm studios and that is a very very interesting concept because then you would have a lot of these major movies that came out through mgm on amazon prime and you would have major studio library power um from amazon already so like this this is a big big deal so if you guys are keeping up with this amazon is i think in the final like stages of seeing if they can look into it but um it has garnered the gaze of the u.s government and they're like hmm, got a lot of monopoly going on over there so yeah so they're trying to curb that growth so hopefully we will get into it so i um I, I am I've been watching a lot of stuff and I, I learned recently that like the the hesitation to start a new thing is actually a part of my anxiety. Thank you. Shout outs to my homie Alexis. Um you guys will be hearing from her soon. Um <laughs> yeah, she's she is the friend pissed and yeah, man, um she me and her talked a lot about like a a few things, but I'll, I'll get into that to another day. So <laughs> moving right along on the docket. There was a big thing that happened, um, I want to say, last weekish. Um, not over the last weekish, over the last couple weeks or so. If you guys do not know, they are doing a new animated, um, animated reboot of the Rugrats. And the biggest problem that a lot of people were upset about is that they are making Phil and Lil's mom, Betty, um, openly gay, and she will be, uh, like I said, a single parent in the new reboot. And for me, I honestly thought that was was the whole time. Um, <laughs> people honestly had to remind me that she had a husband named Howard, and and they were like, he was the he was the best part about her, and not really. Like she was the most badass parent that w- that all the babies had, and like I never even realized that she had a husband. I thought Howard was like just a friend or something like that. And it's weird that the things that they want to argue over, the people on the internet, it's just they they nitpick at things. They're like, why make her gay? She was a feminist icon. That's she could still be that. She could still literally be a feminist icon and be a lesbian. And honestly, it fits the times more than having her in a weird ass relationship or a marriage with Howard. Because if you think about shows like Rugrats, they could not push the envelope as say a Steven Universe or like a Voltron or anything like that. But now they have the freedom to do what they want. And these <laughs> obviously thirty year old people, um, that's what they were supposed to be. They're literally supposed to be my age. It's crazy. I, it's all come full circle. I am now one of I'm old enough to be one of the Rugrats parents. By God. Um, but yeah, like it, these people can express themselves in different ways and they're not constrained by the, the societal norms of the 90s and everything where every character had to have a, a spouse and every parent had to be a two-parent household or so. I think it's going to be a great development. I, I want to know what you guys think about it. Go ahead and let me know either through social media or hit me up um, down in the comments below. Let me know what you guys are thinking on that on that whole um, situation. All right, moving forward in the docket, we got some sad news here. So um, we found out that at the end of Black Lightning, firstly, shout out to the actual Black Lightning team, cast, staff, all of you guys. Thank you for an amazing show that we will never forget. A show that will always live on in the DC universe, in the Arrowverse, and in, in, in like in just our hearts dog i was about to say infamy but it's not infamous it's really a dope ass shit like it will live on forever in our heart and black lightning will never die black lightning matters 
All right? It's that out of the way. So, I told you guys we were getting a spinoff for Painkiller. Apparently, I fucking lied. Um, I didn't lie. It's just <laughs> CW canceled that. Um, so, Jordan Calloway, the, the young man who played... Yes, played um, Painkiller um, on the 24th of May, came and did a quick video explaining that the pilot episode um, of Painkiller would no longer be moving forward. He he loved his time as the character, and he appreciates every, um, everything that the fans have given him, all the love and support and everything like that. Um, and it's time to close the chapter, and he is moving forward, man. So that is... That is sad to see because I, I even talked about this in my um, Death of the Arrowverse podcast that like they they have such a a disjointed universe now. Even though everything is together, I don't feel like anybody would be able to work with anybody. And I was literally I literally called it. I was like, who would team up with Painkiller? Apparently, nobody now. Um, it sucks ass because like it through that painkiller show, we probably could have still gotten thunder and lightning, but it could have gotten some, um, black lightning cameos because even with Supergirl ending, Supergirl will be back in the, um, Superman and Lois show as cameos and she'll also show up around the Arrowverse or whatever. And again, he's saying he's no longer going to be painkiller. Like they're not moving forward with anything. So I think the black lightning, like part of the Arrowverse is done like I don't see any of the characters coming back or no one said that they have um, ties to the network anymore to where they will be pulled for cameos or crossovers I don't even think we're going to be doing crossovers anymore and that sucks ass that is literally the best part of the Arrowverse that we actually got crossovers like ugh it hurts my heart it really does. And I hate that the Death of the Arrowverse podcast was so on, like, was so spot on. But um, hopefully there's something that comes from all of this. And we do get a revival of a lot of those characters from the Black Lightning show. Most most enjoyably, um, Thunder and Lightning. I love Nefessa Williams and China McClain. Like, those two women knocked it out of the park with their with their characters and i hope to see them back in their costumes and in the arrowverse somehow some way um as well with uh with um painkiller they're not also not going forward with arrow and the canaries and i don't think like i really think like this is the end of the arrowverse once we're done with like the flash and everything it's probably going to be done because batwoman is like so far all we have left is um Superman and Lois. We have Supergirl for this one last season. Um, we have The Flash. We have Stargirl. And we have Batwoman. So, like, once I know once Superman, Super, I'm sorry, once Supergirl is done, that's four. And then I don't see Batwoman probably like, I love the show. I love the direction they're taking it, but I don't see it lasting any much longer than a few more seasons just how the way cw is setting things up um so that'll be three and then again we get down to superman and lois hopefully that does well and keeps the ratings up so boom um and then the flash um and then star girl star girl i that is like the sleeper that a lot of people don't <laughs> don't give enough credit to so hopefully they're able to keep that up over there as well but that story could get convoluted and we may not even figure out what we're doing with that ensemble or whatever but yeah hopefully hopefully we don't lose the Arrowverse in CW so that that's that just hurts but moving from some sad casting news to some very very exciting and happy casting news so over last week um because he no longer has the Twitter, Marvel was dropping major, major teasers for Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, the biggest one they dropped was um, on the 27th of May. He came, well, they put a picture of Oscar standing in front of this collage of Moon Knight um, comic book panels and different shots and things and covers. Um, so like Easter eggs in here, they have Moon Knight throwing his crescents back to the moon. They have the, um, the bird headed Koshun, um, version from the latest run. They have issue 196 
as the cover that's on here. Um, they have different iterations of Moon Knight in different parts of his story. So, yeah. But the caption was simply, we are Moon Knight. So, if you guys are familiar with Moon Knight, there are different ways that they could take this. One of the one of my favorite Moon Knight um, variations was when he had Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider Man in his head, guiding him throughout like his crime fighting. But most people are probably thinking that they're going to do the the um, the three to four personalities of the of of the character Moon Knight. I think it's like a billionaire playboy. There's a taxi cab driver. There's the normal guy who was like an ex mercenary and things like that. And then there's Moon Knight. The, so yeah, so we figure out what they're going to be doing, but Moon Knight drops. <sighs> oh, I, I want to say like 2022. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see. And they haven't given like a, like a teaser as a, like a, release date or whatever but i'll but by the way things are setting up i think it's going to be probably be like 2022 so yeah keep i'll definitely keep my eyes out for that and keep you guys in um informed so yeah all right next up on the docket we wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to one of the blocks faves on here um if you listen back i believe this was way early in the blocks um, playlist, but um, let me go ahead and find that episode to definitely give you the name. Um, it was a shout out to all of the people who were voice actors in my childhood. Where is it? It's running a little slow. Yeah, Voices in My Head. Back in February 12, 2020, um, I did an episode for Voices in My Head giving praise and in honor to one Cree Summers and a lot of other voice actors, but Cree Summers, she has really been doing her damn thing. And um, there was a dope announcement that she will be returning as the voice of Susie Carmichael. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I'm super excited about this. She says she has been rocking with Susie for 20 years. Now, that's love. So, yeah, Rugrats will be premiering on premiering and streaming on Paramount Plus. Um, the art style of it is very new. Um, like, it's the 3D animation art style that they're doing, especially with SpongeBob now. Um, so, yeah, we'll. I'll see how I feel about it. I fucking dropped a Funko Pop. Who dropped? All right, Ted Cord dropped. Be- Blue Beetle dropped. He's fine. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how that works out. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and definitely be checking it out myself. Just even, like because I, I babysit my my favorite little mom, my favorite little coworker, my nephew Justice, and I, I take care of um, my friends' kids when they need some breaks or whatever. And so yeah, I'll definitely be able to have an excuse, quote unquote, to watch Rugrats. I, I'm around enough kids. <laughs> um. I'm going to go ahead and move into the next thing on the docket. So, this is a personal shout-out. Um, I want to go ahead and give you guys a quick um, promo. This is unpaid or so that I just really enjoyed this webcomic. Um, Koju, uh, Kokujin Creates are why. IN underscore designs. They dropped the first 19 pages of Blade Titans chapter one as part one of the chapter since we've been waiting so long for it. And I will definitely be putting this, um, yeah, I'll definitely be putting this in the description below. So you guys check out this anime. Oh, I'm sorry. This, <laughs> check out this webcomic. This should honestly be into an anime. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check out this webcomic. It's amazing. It is made by an independent creator. I will be also um, giving it props on the first episode of Back on My Pull List. So you guys definitely will get visuals hopefully as well. So yeah. Dope stuff. Go check it out. Link below. And again, it's the first 19 pages of this webcomics chapter. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving forward. Seth Rogen, at the beginning of the month, um, dropped something fucking huge. Um, so, Seth Rogen has been doing a lot. He has been doing Invincible. 
He's also going to be the one who's directing and producing the Invincible live action movie. And he's also now going to be doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Like, what? What? So, <laughs> this looks very, like, this is very interesting. So, he put out a little, uh, little, um, picture, like a sheet of paper that has doodles and drawings on there. Um, and here it has, like, TM, periodic element 69, dilithium, um, <laughs> periodic element number seven, nitrogen, and periodic element 52 telium uh yeah telonium yeah and he has like this drawing where this is like leo in class and he's got a little notes like apologize to april this is what these elements are is, oh who am i and mikey equals drama wrath is in math and nani is question mark that 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 gives me pause but still yeah and he has the uh, different types of mutation that are here and he has mutations that are changing the, the genetic sequence and they are a main cause of diversity in organisms <sighs> So yeah, this is really like this is interesting. So he um has this dated for August 11, 2023. He's in science class and he lets you know that hey, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out August 11, 2023. Leo takes notes like I used to. Ha ha ha. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my best Seth Rogen impression. Like <laughs> He has like the greatest fucking laugh. I I, I can never never do it justice. Um <laughs> So yeah. That is some dope news to hear. Um So next to up on the docket are a bit of a whew, Yeesh. All right. So, firstly, um, there was a so WWE's been doing a a crazy bit of th bit of things over the past couple of months. Um, but they what have they been really doing is they've been having these fucking mass releases, and it's really strange who they let go. So this time around, they let go some really big names on here. Um, in the in the list, there was Alistair Black. They released Lana. They released Buddy Murphy. They released, um, who else? They released, because I'm, yeah, they released Lana, Buddy Murphy. They released, um, Braun Strowman. And they released, it was, I know it's one person that I, yeah, <laughs> one person that I know, um, that I was like, who is that? I think it was like Santana something, but yeah, but they released about five people back on, um, June, like the beginning of June or so, like June 2nd. It was a crazy thing because a lot of these people were just in action in like in the last pay-per-view and they also were in action for, um, for like the last taping of Raw and stuff. All right. So yeah, so they Parted ways with Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Buddy Murphy, and Santana Garrett. That's who, those are the five. So Ruby Riot um, is a very amazing wrestler. She is so dope. I know. Like, so here's my personal opinion. So for people, of course, like Alistair Black, um, Ruby Riot, and Buddy Murphy, I feel they will be amazing on. Um, different platforms so like aw ring of honor new japan things like that um they are going to be fine people such as lana she has her own following as just cj perry and she also can get back in the ring if she wants to but depending on where she feels she'll probably take her um like i said take her route of going back into being like either just cj and like doing her social media influencing and stuff like stuff like that but i would i wouldn't mind if she got back in the ring or if she at least teamed back up with her real life husband miro um as well santana garrett i cannot say much on santana garrett because i i'm sorry i i don't even i don't know who they were on the indies because wwe they probably got a new name or so but yeah um Braun Strowman is the one that is really a conundrum because Braun is the is the type that burns bridges. Braun back in the day, not even too long ago, was talking mad cash about um independent wrestlers and how they don't get paid enough, they need to, they need to get it together and get real jobs and now ugh, 
He's about to be an independent wrestler, my guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope he saved his money properly. And hopefully there's someone who will work with Braun. He's a good talent. He's a great guy. I've met Braun Strowman before in person at shows and things. And he's such a good energy to be around. Or he wasn't a good energy to be around at that time. So I know it, some people say stupid stuff on the internet. And sometimes you just got to... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta suck it up and eat crow, dog. But um, hopefully he's able to move forward and and get back in the ring like he, like he's always been or planned to be. So yeah. And also another Yanks type news, as I told you, there was two of them. Um, Jupiter's legacy has been canceled. Um, the next season of the series has been um released and no longer being picked up and they are actually ordering a new series called super crooks that is actually another common book ip um here's why i think that jupiter's legacy went went wrong so i was talking with this about the show um to a couple of friends or so and it's all it originally got mixed mixed feelings you either loved it or you were like annoyed and hated it because like the character development in it is so mm, it's rough but you it really doesn't get you onto the side of where you're supposed to be by the end of the first season um there are certain um key beats that they've could have done differently and different things that they could have done to elongate the season and also actually just kind of draw us in more to the story narrative hopefully like I don't even know if they're going to be shopping around for another platform because that's still a thing. Like you can go to another platform. You can get picked up by Hulu, picked up by Amazon or whatever. Like Amazon's doing the, the dark gritty superhero things or whatever. So yeah, I, I just feel like it's just cause all right. So let's address a couple things here. Netflix cancels a lot of things way too early before it's time because their, their algorithm is not set up for a show to succeed. Here's the thing with Jupiter's Legacy. It came at a very weird and unopportunative time for that show because we just got off the backs of Invincible. Well, no, first, we just got off the backs of WandaVision, then Invincible, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then now this comes along, and this is just all at us at once. So whoever did that, like, you finished it immediately. Like I'm my like the people I I talk to, they finished it immediately. Or if you're like me, like you're trying to like go through, I'll I'll space it out. You're not going to be giving Netflix the the views that it wants. Like w- with viewer attention now, it's so different after the pandemic that you really don't have that binge worthy feeling. We've watched everything. We've watched everything. Once you're done with you, you're done with it for a good little bit. And you're not going to go back to it. So the numbers that are the, the, the algorithm that Netflix is still working with is not advantageous for shows that come out all at once anymore. So hopefully they, they enjoyed what they, what they have um, done. It's a lot of fucking superhero death, man. Like, not in the show and in like just like the news right now because again like i said with the whole black lightning and painkiller thing arrow and the canaries um the arrowverse in general in my opinion and then this and then like you said you you just don't know like are we getting to the point where it's fatigue i don't know because when i say that then things like falcon and winter soldier come out and then things like wandavision or things like invincible or things like the boys come out like you like okay I just I could do this all day, like <laughs> like, bruh. Um, I don't know. I think it just came in at a bad time, and um, it could have just been worked a little bit differently. It's not a bad show. It's not the best, but it's not a bad show. And it's, at its heart, it still has a lot of a lot of grit and a lot of good material to be worked out. Um, the the comic book itself, uh, it's really good. It's critically acclaimed and you guys probably should check it out as well. I mean, I don't know if I get into a dive into it, I may pull it on to the pull list. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. 
Um, so yeah, that is yeah. But Super Crooks is set within the same world as Jupiter's Legacy, and will follow the supervillains just as Su- Jupiter's Legacy followed their superheroes. With Netflix positioning the new show as the next installment in an anthology of the series, so there, there's going to be some continuation in the universe. We're just not going to get the rest of Jupiter's Legacy. Again, it's the same company, same like same like universe and stuff, but different everything hopefully they will figure out what they're doing there's also a, a super crooks anime series coming in netflix as well due to launch later this year with the first look at the annecy festival all right so we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes so yeah um another thing about jupiter's legacy it cost it way too much to me um i heard it was like 200 million like my god like 200 million yeah i mostly probably had to be the post of uh, the post effects and stuff so huh, yeah so maybe super crooks will be completely different rework budget things of that nature all right whoo man <laughs> again i told you this a lot still not done um moving on in the docket donnie yen has been announced to come into john wick 4 alongside Keanu Reeves. They say that Donnie Yen will be playing an old friend of John Wick, and he shares the same history and many of the same enemies. So I am here for this. Donnie Yen is one of my faves, man. Like, um, I was actually just watching, <laughs> weirdly, Triple X, Rise of Xander Cage, and John, Donnie Yen fucking knocks it out of the park of that movie. It's really good, really good. So, yeah. I'm excited to see what John Wick 4 has to offer now that they're bringing in another person. And this also kind of distills the myth of this is going through the stages of grief. Or, or Yeah. So, ah, oh, God, I hurt myself. But I don't know. It still could be anger, dog. Still could be anger. He has somebody to be angry with. I don't know. Our misery loves company. I don't know. We'll see, dog. I'm excited. Nevertheless. So, um, let's talk Sandman. Um, next up. Sandman is on... Like it's on track for Netflix's um, streaming service, and here's the thing: Neil Gaiman doesn't give a fuck about what you have to say at all. He's going to do this the way he wants to do it. This is his story. This is his show. So Neil Gaiman fights toxic backlash over Netflix Sandman casting a non-binary black actors. Neil Gaiman was quoted, I give zero fucks about people who don't understand or haven't read Sandman whining about a non-black, a non-binary desire or that death isn't white enough. That was from the man himself, the writer, the fucking director of this, the, the what he's going to be in it all. He gives zero fucks. Stop it. Like, <laughs> It makes sense. He it makes sense because this is desire. Desire is going to be wanted by everybody. Of course, they would be non-binary. Like, come on. Um, and also, death not being white enough. Like, chill out. Like, just shut up, please. It's it's unnecessary at this point. Y'all are really getting on my nerves. Getting on his nerves. So yeah, that is that is that on that period <laughs> I, I shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't be saying period i'm glad i didn't do period poo um but yeah <laughs> moving forward keep it going keep it moving so american horror stories season 10 has been green lit we're getting ahs season 10 but we're also getting a spin-off series called american horror stories this is going to be really amazing. I'm, I'm a big fan of the um, American Horror Story series of shows. So, yeah. My favorite is um, my favorite is Coven. And also, I loved Hotel. Hotel was the shit, man. Um, so, yeah. So, I hope you guys are into that. So, I would love to talk about it or do reviews or whatever. So, we'll see. We'll get into more content. Um, if we do a review or introspective like I did with the Marvel shows, it'll be dope. Um <laughs> Okay, so um, we actually have new news from Twitter. Twitter is launching, I believe, in Australia and um, another country. Oh, yeah, Canada and Australia, they're launching Twitter Blue as a beta. What is Twitter Blue, you ask? Twitter Blue is a subscription service that starts rolling out for people who want to kind of get a little leg up on Twitter. So Twitter Blue is a paid subscription server that offers access to new features like the 
quote unquote undo tweets button. It's just the delete tweet button. Um, and you could view threads in reader mode instead of like Twitter thread, like blocks. <sighs> um, there's a lot of stuff I I pay for, but Twitter Blue is not one of them. Um, it's gonna looks like to be about three to four dollars American. So we'll see how that pans out when they finally do a worldwide rollout. Um, again, if you guys will get Twitter Blue, let me know. Hit me up in the comments or hit me up on social media. Um, I just want an edit button, dog. We don't want to undo. We want an edit button. <laughs> like, just give us the option to edit our tweets. I know that tweets started off as a text service and stuff like that. So doing an edit will be so um, against what we started them as. But again, it's 2021. Give me an edit button, please. That's all I want. I fuck up. <laughs> I fuck up a lot of tweets. So just give me an edit button so I can fix them, Jack. <laughs> Yo, alright, so Moving forward Alright, well, we're almost there I think, dog No, we're not almost there <laughs> Alright <laughs> I'm gonna go rapid fire, okay Cause again, this is like 36 minutes And I'm still in around the net <laughs> Okay <sighs> Next up we have a Joe Exotic movie. This is really weird. I don't know why we're making a Joe Exotic movie. Um, but Kate McKinnon, John Cameron Mitchell, and Dennis Quaid, Nate Wolf, and more have all signed on for the adaptation of The Tiger King. I saw leaked um, f photos, and my God, what the, like, we're making a Tiger, like, people are making money off a of Joe Exotic name except for Joe Exotic. This nigga is still in jail. Please free Joe Exotic. Hashtag free Joe. My God, we like we did it, Joe. <laughs> All right, so Netflix has a new show coming out from the makers of this, um, Into the Spider-Verse, Archer, The Expendables, and Magic Mike. It's called America, the motion picture. There's no way to explain this. I'm just going to put the fucking trailer in the, com I mean, the description. Watch it. It's crazy. It's going to premiere on June 30th. I'm watching it. You guys should watch it, too. All right, so... Um, House of Dragons. Um, an HBO boss says that the spinoff of House of Dragon looks spectacular and has no involvement from the Game of Thrones creators. That's major shade, but also thank you, thank you. Like, <laughs> um, they recognize where they fucked up with like giving them full creative control or so, especially with the last season. So hopefully we get something new and fresh and it won't feel like it takes forever to kind of roll out and everything that we invested into is for not at the end so yeah there's that um <laughs> all right next up on the docket we have amazing news two casting ones back to back um first one we got our first looks at michael keaton's 1989 batman suit from flashpoint oh my god like the high quality of it looks amazing so it's 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 really happening michael keaton is stepping back into the cowl we're going to get an update of what happened in that universe and we're going to get a multiverse out of dc so this is very interesting and i can't wait to see how the how how it turns out and looks okay so yeah um next up is more casting news as i told you Issa rae joined spider-man into the universe and she will be jessica drake spider-woman this is so amazing because i love Issa, and she's gonna bring such an amazing um swagger and just like character um portrayal to jessica and this is gonna be dope we have a jessica drew and we also have spider-man 2099 we have um, all the other spiders that are going to be returning for this. So I, I'm excited for Into the Spider-Verse 2. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Next up, um, Ryan Reynolds actually teased us with a a little bit of a Oh, a little bit of foreshadowing. He had his Deadpool costume with him in a travel bag. So yeah, that was on his recent Instagram story. So that's interesting. I wonder where that's going to go down at. Um, this one I'm going to probably save for a bonus episode. Uh, this one is, it, 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 it deserves a full talking. So I'll skip over that one for right now. Another shameless plug for a shout out non-paid or so check out, um, this new book that's coming out on 
well, 5-3-22 next year. It is called The Marveliers. It is by the bookworm here, the brown bookworm of Twitter herself, Danielle Clayton. Um, so yeah, she is legitimately the goat. Check her work out. Um, I will leave a first look to the book in the description as well. And you guys will definitely not be surprised, not be disappointed. I can't wait. It was designed by Liz Dresner and you can read more about it in that link. Okay. So yeah. All right, I think we're, oh my God, we're doing it. We're almost here, dog. We're almost here. Okay, so, um, firstly, I want to give a RIP um, to a fallen or lost black cultural icon. So, over um, the last couple days, we got news that we lost um, a major, major star in Clarence Williams III. He has been in from everything from the Mod Squad to Purple Rain. He's done numerous of movies. He's a staple in black cultural cinema. Um, one of the more underrated actors to grace our screens. I can go on, like literally, I can go on and on for for hours about all the things that he's been in and all those movies that have kind of shaped um, my, my influence of movies as well. So like, he's a face that you know, but you just really can't put the name to it. But again, it's Clarence William the third. He has been in a, a fuck ton of movies. So yeah. Um, thank you, sir, for all that you've done for black cinema alone. So yes, thank you. All right. So moving forward. Avengers Campus open. I know that was real, very fucking news of me. Sad thing and the happy thing. So yeah, Avengers Campus open in California. Um, California's um Disney got literally a thousand times more enticing to get to. So um, that you'll be able to walk the campus. There's like PIM Labs. There's the old SSR building. There's Stark Industries. There's Web. I think it's like um. It's like literally like a, a a world built so dynamically. So here's who they'll have walking around. They'll have Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Okoye, and the rest of the Dora Milaje. They'll have um oh sorry, they'll have two Captain America. They'll have a Steve Rogers version and a Sam Wilson version. I'll get to that in a second. They have Thor, Loki, Ant-Man, Wasp, Black Widow, Taskmaster, Star-Lord, Gamora, Groot, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. So, let's go ahead and give you my impression. So, um, it's it's a it's a theme park. It's super cheesy, but it's fun. Like <laughs> they I feel as if they um made Doctor Strange seems just like a two-bit magician and the Dora Milaje like a hype man group. But that's that's all my feelings. But, um, yeah, it seems very fun. You guys um, check out the YouTube videos that are out about it. There's a lot of stuff that's there, like a lot of, like, cool attractions. So I really want to get to California and make my way to Avengers Campus. I am excited about this opening. Hopefully they built one in Florida. Hopefully... Um, but what I'll say, I'll get to um, Avengers Campus and the two Captain Americas. There was a lovely thing that they did for the opening. They invited Anthony Mackie up and they firstly called him the real Captain America. I love it. I fucking love it. And he talked about how important it is for um, people to see different um representations of themselves within the things that they love and literally rep like representation matters and he is a living proof of it and he passed along the shield to the first sam wilson captain america of avengers campus like it was such a lovely moment he's so hyped to see his version of captain america be portrayed and walk about the campus all day and stuff like that. And, like, you're also getting Steve Rogers, yes. But you'll get Sam Wilson as Captain America at Avengers Campus. That's amazing to me and to every kid that's going to be inspired by seeing this actor um, and his um, and his portrayal. Dog. Like, I love it. I love it for everybody. Um, so, yeah. 
Oh, keeping it in Marvel news. So, you guys know that Loki is about to premiere, um, I believe, this week, this Wednesday. It's finally come full circle. Um, Loki has taken over Lucky Charms. And, of course, you know, they're mischievously delicious. Um, there will be special mark boxes of Loki Charms. Um, you can order them at mischievouslydelicious.com. The first 1,000 people who got this particular code um, are able to order it at 9 a.m. on, I want to say, Wednesday. Or, yeah. And then everybody else after that gets to order it at, like, 10 or whatever, 10 or 11. So, yeah. I really want a box. I want a box, man. Like, my God. I hope there's not limited supply or whatever, but yeah, it's it's gonna be dope to have Loki charms because there was uh, is the old school T Fury shirt um, that had Loki charms and it was mischievously delicious. It did it was in a series um, where I got my my Powder Toast Man shirt from as well. So yeah, um, it's dope. I really want. I'm glad that this is finally a thing. It's come to fruition. Nerds always get it right. I fucks with it. All right, and we're here. So finally, um, we actually got our first looks at Jen- Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. Not tell him, <laughs> just um, Soldier Boy in the in the Boys season three. So it looks good. He looks like honestly, if I want to fucking, he looks like Nomad. He looks like Steve when he was in Wakanda, down to the goddamn shield. It's uncanny. Um, but Jason, Jensen Eccles is very good at these type of roles. We've been wanting him to be Red Hood for so long, but we're, I'm good. We're getting him in a superhero role as well. So hopefully, um, we get to see Soldier Boy in action in the next season of The Boys. So yeah. Whew. That is it. That is the docket. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a musical break. I'll be back. We'll go ahead and get into our nergasm. We're going to be talking about, um, how the the struggle and the revolution don't pay the bills, man. Um, you'll hear more in a minute. So yeah, um, yeah, musical break. I don't even know what it's gonna be. Um, I'll surprise you. All right, catch you guys at the after this. Peace. So, I think I, before the break, I had called it the revolution doesn't pay bills. It is the the good fight doesn't pay the bills. My bad, y'all. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're talking about, the good fight. Um, there's a narrative in, in superhero stories or just, like, stories about um, modern people doing extraordinary things um, that niggas be broke. 
like you either on one side of the spectrum you're either super rich playboy philanthropist or you're broke like that's it but we there's a narrative that really needs to be dug into a little bit deeper so like um we all know that crime fighting doesn't pay the bills like unless you're luke cage <laughs> but you honestly don't realize how bad like it really is um we talked or touched on it in falcon and the winter soldier um sam tried the simplest of things sam went to go get a loan for his business and he was met with such a eye awakening type situation because his sister's like they're not gonna give us this money he's like i'm an avenger like girl i saved the universe they're gonna give us this loan they didn't give them that loan, y'all. Like, and it, it really opened eyes to a lot of people that, damn, these niggas do not make money. Like, Sam says, like he has government contracts and government um, subsidies and stuff like that, to where he can kind of live and everything. But like, he don't have a job. Like, crime fighting is his job. Um, people like Wanda, like Vision, bought the house, yeah, but like. Wanda ain't got no job. They, they had a had of a mortgage or something like that. Like it's crazy. Um, so let's let's go ahead and and talk about the the two parts of duality. We have let's I because I'm gonna start with the broke side because I understand that so much more because I'm broke. Um, um, but yeah, like you have to be struggling. Like as a hero, you're either working a job and then getting off and immediately going to fight crime and everything like that, or you're just like struggling like legitimately struggling like you don't we don't talk about the financial state of our heroes because like it's either a plot point that's used such as a la peter parker or it's like <laughs> like they they just skirt over it and like we never really think about it because um one thing that we um have addressed now finally is um the wealth of the Waynes. And when I mean Waynes, I mean the entire Bat family. So, um, and I'll say Bat family now. We're going to get into that as well, the wealth of the Waynes, when I get into the other part of the duality. So, um, Nightwing is a millionaire now. You have to think about that. Nightwing didn't have any money. Nightwing was just Bruce's kid. Like, <laughs> that nigga has been living off of Bruce, or he has been living in things that he investments that he's made um while he was bruce's kid and he's tried to do good or whatever and he always said that we can do better or more good as the waynes than we can do as batman and robin or nightwing or whatever and he finally gets a chance to finally put that to the test so as a rich white kid he first thing he does is i'm buying all the poor people pizza like i love nightwing but that was that was way, that was so rich white kid. Like, <laughs> I'm doing good. I bought people pizza. Like, literally, the, like, I don't want to give away the comic, but something goes wrong immediately after he buys these people pizza. So, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's more than just throwing money at the situation that we really have to realize that poor, like, that impoverished people really need. There are systems that are in place that don't, that makes sure that you don't benefit from the good that is being done within the community that you live in. And it's hard to address that fact because for as much good as heroes do, are they really doing good for the community? Because I would suggest not when it comes to things such as like the battle of the New of New York, or it comes to the Joker war, or it comes to um, any major comic book event we always focus on oh we did this we saved everybody but in light of that we've also ruined their lives because like if you haven't gotten to a point where you're able to just bounce back in a comic book world like you're financially ruined after a major event um but we're sticking to the heroes here so that also does apply to certain people since, like, Daredevil. He has a day job. He's a lawyer. That's actually a lucrative job. Like, he, he can get paid from that. But he fights for the little guys. So, he doesn't get that much money. Um, <laughs> like, you have to 
applaud the people who can hold down a normal job and also do um do their superhero duties such as like spider-man who was a photographer for the daily bugle like it finally dawned upon them that spider-man legitimately can work in a lab like they they finally got away from that oh horrible reporter thing and like the newer ones he's in a brain trust he's in a lab they get subsidies and they get grants and stuff like that but like also he made parker industries like he was the the definition of rags to riches my guy like but that it wasn't even him that was dr octopus when he took over his body because dr octopus was like yo why are we broke like <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about um when Dr. Octopus took over Peter Parker's body, he first was like, hey, yeah, like, why don't y'all call me doctor? They're like, Peter, you never got your doctorate. So what's wrong with you? And that nigga sat there and was like, nigga, I've been getting my ass whooped by a nigga who doesn't even have his doctorates. We're fixing that now. He took that nigga back to school. He put him in classes to get his doctorates and his business degree and set up the 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 brainchild of Parker Industries. Like, my word, um, Otto Octavius was not having that shit. Um, <laughs> so address that nigga as Dr. Peter Parker from now on, just to let you know in the comics. So, um, but again, like, not everybody gets to have that rags to riches type story as Peter. And that took him many authors and writers and, and many comic book teams before they were able to like, yeah, you know, get that nigga some money. Like Peter has always been perpetually broke. Like he has always been the one to struggle. He had to make his own costume. He has to sew his own costumes. He has to repair stuff like in the MCU. We're just getting to the point where he had his sugar daddy, Tony, like he like, oh, my God, like, oh, Tony started giving me the suits and stuff. And now he's kind of back on his own. Like, so wh what are we going to do from here? Like, but Tony set him up. But I don't know, man. Um, Another good example, I will say, is Luke Cage. Um, Let's get into the let's get into the people who find a way out of no way. So we have the problem to where, like I told you, the good fight doesn't pay. The good fight does not give you a weekly check. You don't have a W-9 to fill out when you first start doing superhero work. You don't pay taxes on your superheroics and shit. So you're just kind of out there on your own doing your your thing, man. So um, it's very hard. It's very hard to kind of like justify the good fight. Um the reason why I want to talk about this because I I had a I was thinking like it sucks ass that we dev we never got to see the story arc of Luke Cage becoming the hero for hire. We got to the point where he was like technically the king of Harlem and stuff like that, but I wanted to see him as the hero for hire because those are some great stories, some classic stories, man. And I definitely want to be able to get back into the swing of like appreciating older comic book story arcs and things like that and just being like being a a luke cage fan like i love the hero for hire um like just like the moniker that he has because you gonna pay me like <laughs> i know i'm out here doing all these good deeds but i need money like <laughs> i have a light bill i <laughs> i have rent due dog. like i need some so um, we, we get to see a different side of Luke when he's the hero for hire and like he's different from when he's power man and he's a dad and, and it's different when he's like traveling with the defenders and yeah, he's, he's a different person when he's a hero for hire. And I like that, like the, the actual demeanor that he, he takes. Cause like he does the right thing, but he's also like, Hey, this ain't free. Like, like, um, and you gotta be like that. Cause here's my problem. If we were to have say a Luke cage in 2017 or whatever, it would be like, our. if we were to have heroes in, um, why did I say 2017? I'm thinking about when this shit was actually out. If we were to have a Luke cage in 2021, we would need to like figure out how these dudes would be getting paid, how they would like live and stuff. Like they would basically probably be influencers. They would be people who would be out here trying to tackle the world's problems, but they realize they need a marketing strategy. And that's one thing they, 
they've touched on before in the MCU, but I don't think they fully addressed it. So we want to want to see what phase four brings. But like certain things, as I would say, um, Deadpool, Deadpool is a merc with the mouth. He's still a merc. You, he still gets paid for his his assassinations and things like that. That's what Deadpool always works. The antihero um part of his like the anti-hero part of the the universe because like he may be fighting you one day he may be helping you who knows um there's a lot of things that we don't address at all times but like here's one we as society um um not as comic book stuff society we expect a lot from our activists um people who are out here on the front lines fighting for our freedoms, our rights and inequality. We expect for them to just go through everything. And it's hard because I heard, this is where I kind of got the title from. Um, somebody said that the revolution of the pay bills and their parent, they had to watch their parents struggle with a lot. And their father would really be reluctant to take money or do, or do certain things because he is part of this. He's a part of the struggle. Struggled on pay bills, though, so his mom would have to do, like, two to three jobs and things like that. It shouldn't be hard because you're out here doing work that is making the world better, and it's like it just sucks because it doesn't make it advantageous for you to live an actual comfortable life, even though you already probably have a lot of stress on you from speaking like for people who are in that life or struggle or so from people harassing you constantly, sending you death threats and, and things are being like said done or said to or about you or so when you're out and about in the streets and things like that, like, and you have to worry about that. And then still on top of that, take the stress of normal adulthood, like Jesus Christ, it's hard. And then we have the other side of the coin. We have the uber rich, the untouchables, the ones that literally you never really think about struggle when you look at them. The Reed Richards, the Tony Starks, the Bruce Waynes, the 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 um <laughs> the Doctor Stranges, stuff like that or whatever. Because like these people, like Doctor Strange is a very interesting one because like he doesn't have to worry about paying rent or anything like that. He's fucking he's Sorcerer Supreme. There are other things on his plate or whatever, but he was still a high power doctor, a high priced doctor. He, from time to time, still goes back to surgeries and things of that nature. Like he, he's still a doctor. He started off with wealth. He, you talk about Tony. So here's where I come in with the um, one that I skipped over in the docket. So there was a discussion. Someone put out a tweet. I'm going to get the name and everything for you guys in a quick second. Um, Yo, this is what happens when you have a long ass docket. <laughs> All right, so someone put out a tweet. He said, I find it so funny that Bruce Wayne is always the billionaire of the comics that gets attacked by the way he uses his money when Tony Stark literally fuck. Yeah, it's literally a fucking war criminal. But go off, I guess. This was made by Diana the Prince. Yeah, Diana the Prince. Um, they're on Twitter. Um, like you, if you want to put that in, you'll find it. Um, and then um, at Corinthia, um, Miki Kindle. This is an amazing author and comic book writer. She is lit, amazing. So yeah, so um, she replied. So Bruce Wayne, if you want to get technical about that Wayne Enterprise, well, what Wayne Enterprises produces, there is a reason so many of the villains are meta. Plus, the Wayne family wealth comes from the industries that would have been key to the slave trade. There are no clean hands amongst billionaires. So here's where we have to talk about it. I never thought. <laughs> I never thought back. So the Wayne family enterprise, um, the Wayne family money, it legitimately is old money. Like, it's old money. So it had to have been 
involved in a lot of old shady shit. That's where a lot of the shame from um, the Waynes come from. They they wanted to do better. They wanted to make right by the they by the people that they've already hurt or the atrocities that they've caused in in like their family's past. Because that's why they made Arkham. That's why they funded and made Arkham. They wanted to do better by the Wayne name. And again, Wayne Enterprises, they do make weapons. They make weapons of war. Same as Stark Industries. A lot of these people, like um, Ree Richards, his money comes from a lot of government grants and, and, and everything like that for his research and stuff. But again, that money ain't clean. Like... The, the 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 stuff he had to do for it he had to literally put his family or his crew on the line to do this fucking research and go up into space or whatever like and then the things that they probably used his information or research or, or um knowledge uh gained from that it's probably been used in way worse ways than the Marvel Universe. And like I said, there are the other different versions of Reed where things gone differently. And like you could tell, like everybody's involved in something that they're not proud of. And and Reed, <laughs> Reed, Tony, Bruce, like like they said, there are no clean hands amongst amongst them all. Like Vandal Savage is is a ruthless warlord and fucking immortal murderer but he's very honest about who he is and what the fuck he does Lex Luthor takes what he wants when he wants and he tells you how he did it but he's very honest about who he is and what he does there are reasons why these characters are written in a particular way like it sucks ass to sit here and think about that <laughs> the that batman um all of his toys and technology that he has that shit came from slave money that shit came from the transatlantic <laughs> transatlantic slave trade like it it has to come back to that like uh, it and there are other ways that they could be doing more as Dick Grayson said with their money in a practical sense than in what they're doing and beating people the fuck to death in their super suits. Like, um, Bruce, he on a constant basis has been getting drugged and trolled because the people that the goons or the thugs that he beats up that are the henchmen and stuff are just normal ass people. They're not villains or, or super villains like the Riddler and then like these are normal thugs that you that are just made a bad bad life choice. You don't have to beat them to a pulp and, and bludgeon them with a goddamn battering, bruh. And like Tony, he he has to deal with the collateral damage from a lot of what his tech has done to people, either himself or whatever. Like that was the whole reason behind Civil War. Someone came to him with the story of how they lost their son, and it was in direct correlation to him and the Avengers. And he couldn't handle that, man. He really couldn't. So, yeah, there's a lot of good and evil when it comes to the good fight. And this is just one of the parts that we have to address. And again, like I'm not a writer, like I can't do shit about it. But like, again, I like to get things off my chest because if there's no one to speak on it, what good is there doing in my head? I just want to be able to speak on it, man. Like to be able to put it out there in, in the ethos and maybe somebody picks it up. Maybe somebody writes a new story where things are a bit different, man. Um, so yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining me for this episode. That the, the docket was super long. Thank you guys for getting through that. You are a trooper. I am been your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo. Um, shout outs to all of you um for sticking around, and thank you for listening to Money for Rocks. Thank you for listening to all the bonus episodes or so. If you want to find more of me, you can catch me at Bobo FNN on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch me at Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd on Facebook and The Friendly Neighborhood Nerd on YouTube. Um, check me out at Book Bobby Ledger on YouTube as well. So, um, for another episode of Bobo's Block. Thank you. This wasn't in the books. I will catch you guys next time. All right. Peace.